What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome-ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop-up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors, we're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq. Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370. 
Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810. In uncertain times, we could use someone to lean on. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma will stand by you with plan options to fit your budget. If you've recently lost your job, had a baby, or moved, you can still get the health care coverage you and your family need. Financial help may be available for those who qualify. Call 855-452-BLUE or visit hereforyouok.com to see if you're eligible to enroll. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma, a division of Healthcare Service Corporation, a mutual legal reserve company. The following program will contain adult language, course themes, and a cranky old man yelling at you about election results because a bunch of fucking people have no idea what they've just done to the country. If this offends you, please press stop now. That seems a little hot, so I'm going to back that off just a little bit because I've noticed lately I'm coming through distorted. 
It's usually because I have a co-host who's part deaf and can't hear me unless I have a microphone almost maxed out. But I realize then I'm blowing you guys' eardrums out. Yeah, he's in the chat and he knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, he'll be joining us for Hour 4, which will technically be the Rick and Morty show. Um, well, Hour 3 and a half now. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, technical issues, which actually worked out because my uh, granddaughter was helping my son do dishes and it would have been super loud in here anyway. So I guess it was kind of God's way of saying, hey, man, you get an extra few minutes because... Yeah, it took me almost exactly 30 minutes to figure out what was busted, and now they're done. All right, so, and besides, I did six hours of this yesterday. <laughs> so, eh, what's, what's a 30-minute break between friends? All right, anyway, you are listening to The Rick Robinson Show, live right here on KLR Radio. We are America's Podcast Network. For those of you who didn't join us last night, things did not go as we anticipated. I'm going to give you some of my thoughts as to why. If you're following me on Twitter, you've already seen some of this, so I hate to rehash it with you, but we're going to do it anyway. So, here's the thing. We now have two midterm elections in a row where all conventional wisdom basically just went right out the window. And it worked for the other side. To a point. I mean, look, at this point right now, it looks like we're going to eke out the House. There is a chance, chance, that since Georgia's going to a runoff, that if Walker wins it, we're still going to ha- we're still going to hold a, a slight lead in the House which will, or in the Senate. Um, the reason I say if, and I really hope Trump doesn't do this this time, and we're going to talk about some of that stuff tonight, too, because I've, I've really just about had it. Look, actually, you know what? Fuck it. Let's start there. In 2016, I did not want to vote for Trump. I didn't vote for Trump. I was so pissed off about the fact that G- the GOP nominated Trump that I started stumping to bring the Libertarian Party to Oklahoma because I thought we needed a more viable option than that crazy son of a bitch in the White House. For four years, first of the, for the first two years, they literally started making me defend him, which made me insane because I can't stand the guy to this day, but his policies were working. So by 2020, I came around because there's no fucking way I was putting the cauliflower in chief into office. So I voted for Donald Trump because I didn't want a single vote to go anywhere that it shouldn't go as a spoiler. And it didn't matter anyway, and it didn't matter anyway because the fix was in in 2020, and everybody can tell me, oh, you're just an election denier, blah, 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 fucking blah. I don't want to hear it. Too many things were passed for the sake of expediency because everybody thought we needed all of this extra election assistance with COVID, when in reality, even most of the people that were standing in line were fucking standing in line outside, which means they probably wouldn't have got COVID anyway because they weren't in an enclosed space for most of the time that they were standing in line. And they literally could have made it to where you were standing six feet apart. You were only allowed to go into the building so many people at a time. But we had to pass all of these new rules that said everybody can... I mean, in, in Washington, they've gone completely vote by mail. To me, that... In, in, um, Mockingjay, you, may, you know, may know him on Twitter, actually talked about that the other night. I had no idea that they had gone to completely mail-in ballot stuff. That's just weird to me. Um, but it's another reason why I think things are as screwed up as they are. So first things first with Trump. So in 2020, Donald Trump starts making noise because he's listening to all the wrong people about how the election was stolen. Yes, is there a good chance the election was stolen or at least fucked with? Yes, can you prove it? We don't know. So instead of doing the smart thing and Donald Trump saying, hey, look, we're going to look into this. As far as we know, we're going to figure it out. We'll, you'll know something as soon as we do. No, Donald Trump starts thumping his chest, screaming and yelling, even telling everybody, going so far in Georgia, don't bother going to the runoff election. 
because the all of these results are going to be thrown out. Just just don't even bother. Your vote's not going to count. Why? That's part of the biggest reason we got into the mess that we were in in the first place in 2020. Because if those seats hadn't flipped, we wouldn't have been where we are for right now. For right now, yeah, there would have been gridlock at least. But at least it would have been gridlock, which is kind of what we're looking at right now. Because if it does wind up being a 50-50 toss-up, it'll be gridlock. The only thing that will change is because there's no longer a nuclear op, because they don't need to use the nuclear option anymore because they already did. They, the, the democratically controlled Senate can approve Supreme Court justices with 51 votes. Good plan, guys. Glad somebody decided to nuke that shit a long ass time ago. Because, yeah, who, who needs a stopgap measure to keep crazy people from getting a hold of a gavel? All right, sorry, bit, bit, of, bit of a sidetrack there. Um, but so, so fast forward to last night. And this is the thing, guys. I've heard this referred to, you know, everybody was talking about red wave, red tsunami, now it's red trickle. Let me tell you what it actually was. It was a red hurricane, and it centered around Florida and Texas. It came ashore, it washed all over Florida, it took out parts of lower Texas that have never gone red before or haven't in a very long time. And that's why you saw the, what you did in, in Florida last night. Flor, John, almost said John. Governor DeSantis won by 19 percentage points. That's the largest gap in over 20, what, over 20 years? The last one, or pretty close to 20 years. I think the last one was Jeb Bush in 20, uh, 2003-ish, and he was only 13%. So that's not only a strong double-digit win, considering he eked a victory out last time, it was a commanding win, because he took everyone with him. All of the seats in Florida flipped as far as how as far as state-run seats. Like, the entire Florida House went red for the state. I don't know the last time that happened. So what you have to start asking yourself, and I know, and again, not to piss people off. I'm okay with that. I'm a big boy. I don't care. Because you have to start looking at elections. What happened? Who won? Who lost? Why did they win? Why did they lose? Let me explain something to you. Any GOP member in Congress or the Senate who had who wants to have a prayer of resurrecting the national GOP party needs to... Oh, I know that's redundant. The national GOP needs to pay really close attention to what DeSantis did. Pay really close attention to what Kemp did, because Kemp scraped by last time. He won by nine percentage points this time. I'm not really that concerned with the um, the, the Walker-Warnock runoff. That's hard to say. Um, maybe I'll say Warnock-Walker next time. Um, but because the, the uh, Libertarian spoiler took almost three percent of the vote away last night, is statistically speaking in Georgia, usually the Libertarian vote steals about... 75% R and 25% D. So if that trend holds and there's similar turnout, Hersher will get over the threshold in the runoff without a problem. But therein lies the problem. We have to have similar turnout to get there. If Donald Trump does what Donald Trump always does and makes this runoff election about him, then I think we're toast. And guys, I don't say any of this lightly because, again, in, in 2020, I came around for Trump. It took a long time. It took most of his four-year term. By the third year I was in, because everything that he was doing was working, 
uh, for the first time in forever, I'd, I'd had raises. I, had, I, I can't disclose where I work my day job because they won't let me, but it's somewhere where you don't get raises very often, and we got three in the three years that Donald Trump was uh, running everything in pre-COVID. Then COVID hit. And Donald Trump started trying to tell the truth to everybody about how COVID came about, what really happened, whose fault it was, for the most part. But what he didn't realize was the people that he was being told to put in charge, again, this is part of that being, you know, new to politics kind of thing, the people that he was being told to put in charge of the entire situation were actually the ones that put us in the situation in the first place. So then it became a battle to make sure that nobody found that out. And that's why you had all of this filtering and stopping and blocking of all of the information about what could work for COVID, what won't work for COVID, why you should do this, why you should do that. None of that is it. None of that is germane today. But it's important for one reason, because Governor Ron DeSantis took everything Donald Trump used to do and kept doing it in Florida, even during the pandemic. The thing with DeSantis and the reason why I think he's so much more presentable than Trump is DeSantis is not a divider. He's decisive, but he's not a divider. Donald Trump is not only not always decisive, in most cases because he's not decisive, but he wants everybody to think that he's decisive, he does everything he can to divide everybody that's standing in front of him. So he's the last one standing and people will listen to him. That works well when you are a challenger. That works well when you are an unknown quantity. He's not an unknown quantity this time. But I'm getting a little far afield for the moment because that's not the, the point I wanted to make right now. DeSantis is probably one of the best people at verbal, verbal judo that I have ever seen. Because anyone else that tries to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Donald Trump, he eviscerates them. DeSantis has Trump's number, though, and that's why, this, that's why Trump doesn't like him. Because DeSantis doesn't engage Trump the way everyone else does. Because DeSantis understands Trump. If I come at him head on, I'm going to get the horns. If I just deflect and send the attack elsewhere, there's nothing he can do. It's literally verbal judo. And that is why Donald Trump is doing, has been doing everything he can to detract from him. Because Donald Trump wants credit for DeSantis, and he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't. Donald Trump, if, if there had been a red wave last night, Donald, like everybody was anticipating, Donald Trump would have been standing from the rooftop screaming, it was me, it was me, I did it. Let me tell you why we are in so much trouble. We have this idea and this concept that we need to have a savior. We need one. And Donald Trump ain't it. There's only one, guys, and he's not running for office. I'm not getting into that tonight because that's not what this is for. But we, we seriously need to start talking about the things that are broken when it comes to our elections. The first thing is... We really need to stop looking for a savior. If you really want to know how to fix things, and these are some of the things that I've seen people start talking about, start making sure that you yourself are self-sufficient first. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. 
agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Make sure you have an ample supply of food. Make sure you have money on hand. Make sure that you have as much of your bills paid off and paid up as you can. And I, I get it. It's hard. Just start small. Throw an extra five bucks at your credit card payment every week until the credit card payment's gone. Then move on to the next one. I get it. It's hard. You don't want to do it. You want to have fun. You want to pay for all the apps. You want to do this. This is this, this is conversations that I've been having with myself over the last two years. That's why part of the reason why we're having it now. But you need to start focusing on your corner of the world and doing what you can to make it the best place that it can be. Because we get so mired in all of these national political races that we are so busy fighting amongst ourselves, there's something that we're not seeing. And it's scary. But there's literally something that we're not seeing. What we are not seeing is that the establishment in both parties, they really want the same things. I mean, literally, guys, the, the, the American political system has become a cartoon show. And I say that because whether it's, uh, you pick the one you like, Tom and Jerry, Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd, whichever one, at the end of the day, no matter how often they catch each other, Nothing ever really happens to the other one. You know why? Because if it did, the show would be over. They need you distracted. They need us fighting amongst ourselves. They need us doing what a lot of us have been doing all day today and blaming the people that are in charge. Do they deserve the blame? Yes, to an extent I think a lot of them do. Does Donald Trump deserve any of the credit? Hell no. He's not on the ballot. He hasn't been the standard bearer for the Republican Party now in over two years. He wants to be. He's trying to convince everybody that he still is. And he's trying to remain relevant, but that's his narcissism kicking in. He cannot stand to be out of the spotlight. And this is why, it's, this is why in some ways, he is a liability to everyone that he tries to endorse. Guys, I said it in PA a long time ago. Oz didn't have it. But there's another issue in PA. And we'll get to that one in a minute. Because there's a huge issue in PA that we're just now starting to find out about. We'll get to that one here in just a minute. Um, but as far as this issue. I'm sorry. And, and again, I may lose followers over this on Twitter and on social media. And people may turn this off right now. Donald Trump needs to disappear. Donald Trump had his four years. Donald Trump did everything that he could for the first three. Then he started listening. Well, actually, he was listening to, to the wrong people the entire time. But he still managed to do everything that he could for the first three. Then he got sank by the establishment because they had to have him gone. The problem now is if he tries to stay on the scene, all he's going to do is make it worse. Because then they're just going to be knives out from the jump. 
and he's going to be impeached probably 42 times in four years for whatever the hell they can find, and it won't matter if we're the ones in charge because they don't like him either. This is the part nobody seems to want to get. But this is only the tip of the problem. This is only the tip of the proverbial iceberg. Because the other problem that we have is we really need to start having a serious conversation about cheating in elections in this country. Because we hear the same thing every year by the end of the election. Oh my God, for some reason there was 44% more Democratic turnout than expected in in this one particular district. And all the 44% of the new votes went to the blue guy. I wonder why that is. But here's the problem, folks. When we know this and we talk about this every two years, every two years we have the same conversations. Every two years. Democrats cheat. They don't play fair. Grandma Joe died in 1993. still votes Democrat in every election. Whose fault is that? Is it our fault in Oklahoma that PA can't get their shit together? No. Is it our fault in Oklahoma that people in Nevada seem to want to not even start reporting election results until 6 o'clock the next morning lately? No. That's the other thing. I remember in 2000, and for like every election after that, it was always, once the hanging Chad thing happened, dude, that was it. Florida was the laughingstock of the entire country. The funny thing is, because Florida became the laughingstock of the entire country, they got their shit together. They can now have an election counted in one night in Florida. Can they do that in Arizona? No. Can they do that in Nevada? No. Hell, I think Arizona at this point is saying they may not even know the final tally count until Friday. Because of the machine issues. There is no reason in this country it should take two days to count your vote. None. Because that starts to impact chain of custody issues for the vote. This is why it's supposed to happen on site. For one... And I get each state has their own rules. They can make up their own rules. And, but, but the reason I bring all this up, if we don't start seriously talking about the cheating and all, the, all of the shenanigans, at some point, what's going to wind up happening is enough people are going to be complaining and the federal government's going to get enough power that they're finally just going to step in and say, okay, we're going to fix it for you. Every election is now nationalized. There will be one uniform ballot among all 50 states. Anybody who's on it has to have their stuff done within this particular date. And we will have United Nations observers at every polling place. Mark my words, this day is coming. Some of you are not going to believe me, but this day is coming. These technical, technological issues and these disenfranchising of voters, this has not happened by accident. They want control of the election. The only way they can get control of the election, and by they I mean the establishment, which includes both parties, just so we're on the same record, the only way that they can get control of the election is to terrify you enough to the point where you start screaming, oh, please, Mommy and Daddy, come fix it. Because they want the state to be your parent. And apparently... Some of us want that too. We haven't even started getting into the meat and the potatoes of everything that happened last night because we're still trying to figure out how we got in this position in the first place 
And I'm going to tell you how. We've known the Democrats have been cheating for 30 plus years. And we've done nothing. Nothing. So this is the point that I, that I started trying to make this morning. Because it was, it was an epiphany that I honestly had about, about probably about 3.30 this morning. Yeah, we wrapped at about 11 o'clock last night. My time pretty close. Went and hung out with a friend for about 30 minutes. Tried to go to sleep and then was up until 3.34 in the morning. Because I just couldn't shut my brain off. Because I'm trying to wrap my brain around everything that I just witnessed. And we're watching the guy that is supposed to be the Republican standard bearer. The guy that's supposed to be the kingmaker. And everything that he touches is now turning to shit. Are all the results in? No. But his races are a hell of a lot closer than they should have been. And the only reason that Oz had to call the race is because most of the ballots they haven't counted yet, a vast majority of those are going to swing to the Democrats. So it doesn't even matter anymore. So explain to me how it is that a man who is less cogent and coherent than Joe fucking Biden who makes Joe fucking Biden sound like a Rhodes Scholar at this point, is now the sitting senator for Pennsylvania in a seat that was vacated by a Republican. Let me explain to you how. Donald Trump had to prove to everyone that he was the kingmaker. Now, you can talk about the infighting amongst him, McConnell, McCarthy, and all of the, and the few others that he was in, you know, verbal knife fights with, whatever... And you can say whatever you want, but the thing about it is, at the end of the day, he was not the kingmaker that he was supposed to be. But the other thing that drives me absolutely crazy is on the other side of the Republican aisle, the more establishment side, you have Mitt Romney, who was screaming from the mountaintops last night that there was going to be a red wave, and it was all thanks to Mitch McConnell. I'm going to clarify something Romney said last night because, yes, everything does need to be laid squarely at McConnell's feet, but it was not a red wave. For most of the rest of the country, it was a red trickle. In Florida, it was a Cat 5 hurricane. In Texas, it was maybe Cat 3. Were there interesting gains? Yes, we're going to get into some of those when we come back from the first actual official break. Um, but instead of playing commercials, I think we're just going to do some music again. Because, uh, well, actually, we may do a little both. I haven't decided yet because I need to get some stuff pulled up while we're on break because I was in a hurry to get things going again. Um, so first thing we're going to do is definitely do a little bit of a musical interlude. Then if I'm not if I'm done in time, we'll come back pulling up the stuff I need. If not, we'll listen to some commercials. We'll be back as soon as we can. Try not to burn up too much time, but I was in a hurry to get back on since we were having technicals. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. <laughs> Am I the only one here tonight Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me 
Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who thinks of taking all the good we got and turning it back? Hell, I'll be damned. I think I'm turning into my old man. Am I the only one willing to bleed? Take a bullet for being free. Screaming what the fuck at my TV for telling me. Yeah, you telling me that I'm the only one willing to fight for my love of the red and white and the blue. Burning on the ground, another statue coming down in a town Watching the threads of old glory come undone Am I the only one not brainwashed Making my way through the land of the lost Who still gives a shit and worries about his kids As they try to undo all the things he did Am I the only one who can't take no If you don't like it, there's a fucking door This ain't the freedom we've been fighting for It was something more Yeah, it was something more Am I the only one Willing to fight For my love of the red and white And the blue Burning on the ground Another statue coming down In a town near Watching the threads of old glory come undone Not the only one
You are listening listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors. We're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time, before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq, Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370. Again, just as a reminder, the following program will contain coarse language, adult themes, and an angry old man yelling at you about an election because a bunch of you people have no idea what the hell you've just done.
Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so before we start getting into some of the numbers, some of the nitty-gritty, I got one thing I want to tell you. Because um, I've heard some people having some fun today over the Cabbage Patch doll that we've sent to the Senate in Pennsylvania. The other interesting thing about that, though, is apparently they've also re-elected a two-state office, a dead man. Um, so my question, and I haven't been able to find this, is how long ago did dude die and why is he still on the ballot? Unless, I mean, because, you know, there should be a process for that unless, unless it was fairly recent. I haven't looked. But <clears throat> I've heard everything from, oh, my God, the Republican Party sucks so bad they put a, they, they don't vote for a dead guy instead of voting Republican in Pennsylvania. Or, oh, my God, the Democratic voters are so fucking stupid they put a brain-dead guy in a Cabbage Patch doll into the into office, or a brain, a dead guy and a brain dead guy into office in the same election. My problem with this is, this goes back to people that just don't care. They're they're the dog whistle voters. It's what, what I call Basically, something sets them off, and it's the only thing they hear, it's the only thing that they focus on, and they just go vote straight party no matter what. I have a feeling if they actually look at most of the PA votes that wound up going for the dead guy, it's probably going to be marked on a straight D ticket. For the most part. Because people just don't pay attention anymore. They don't care. What I don't understand about why they don't seem to care is this was... Unlike 2020, we, we were supposed to have our wins... We were supposed to have the wins at our back this time. In 2020, we were in the headwinds because, you know, it's, it's fairly common for the party in power to lose seats in a midterm. Well, well, I'm sorry, 2018, not 2020. And we did. So in 2022, since everything shifted between 2018 and 2020, the prevailing logic was that the Democrats were likely going to lose at least the House and possibly even the Senate because of how badly they have bungled one-party rule. The problem is the people that are voting for them don't seem to care. So we need to find out what it is that they do care about. Because one of the, and, and I said this last night opening the show before the returns started coming in, we were seeing numbers that if you took the, the top-performing issue that if you took the top performing issue and the two most common responses to that top performing issue, 74.6% of the American population of voting age and likely voters was dissatisfied with the direction of the country. So explain to me how this works. If 75% of the country is unsatisfied with the direction that we are headed in, how it is that it was still, for the most part, the night of the incumbent. Let me tell you why. And I've said this before, and I'm going to keep saying it, because it seems like nobody nobody listens. 
when we say we don't like Congress, we're not talking about our guy or our girl. When we say we don't like the House, for the most part, if it's somebody that we politically align with, we're not talking about our guy or our girl. We're talking about the other people. Which is why you have everybody today screaming about Pennsylvania, screaming about Arizona, screaming about Nevada, screaming about Alaska. But the simple fact of the matter is, ladies and gentlemen, if and, and, th and this is one of the things that annoys the shit out of me, pardon my language, but you know we do a disclaimer for a reason. So one of the things that annoys the shit out of me is if Mitch McConnell had taken a quarter of the money that he's flooded into Alaska to make sure a specific Republican that he can pallet wins the Alaskan Senate seat, we would probably be looking a lot more like, a, like an Arizona seat, too. Because the guy running in Arizona picked up a lot of steam within the last couple of weeks. If the election was November 15th, I'm pretty sure he probably would have been able to eke it out. I don't know from looking at the numbers if there is a path for him to pick it up. I do know that at this point, the governor's race in Arizona is back in play. I have also, and I'm trying to see a confirmation of these numbers, because so far I've only been able to find them in a screenshot. But this will be deliciously ironic if true, because one of the places that got called last night fairly early on is apparently back in play. And I'm trying to find it. I guess maybe I copied it instead. Well, foo. I'm going to have to find it in a minute. I thought I had it, though. Alright, so just to make sure that we have... Wait, hang on. Oh, never mind. I, I was reading that wrong. I was like, wait a minute. I thought they already called that one. So... This just this just in from Decision Desk HQ, at least based on the information that I have. And you guys may have already heard this, but I'm just kind of going through the information as I can find it. According to Deci Decision Desk HQ, they've projected George Santos, Republican, wins election to the U.S. House in New York's 3rd Congressional District. This would be yet another D to R flip. So... <laughs> apparently... He's a log cabin Republican, too, which is kind of awesome. So now I'm still trying to find... There was a House district... That got called super early, and apparently it's not the case anymore. Apparently it's back in play, so I'm trying to see if I can find that information. But I'm not going to keep making you guys wait while I thumb through stuff, so I'm going to keep scrolling here. Let's see if we can find any more results. I'll see if I can find that other one on the break. Oh yeah, this is interesting. So, in Arizona. Uh, Pima County, Arizona officials say they have about 159,000 ballots still to be counted and don't expect to complete that count until 
Wait for it. Wait for it. November 14th or 15th. Pima County, home to Tucson, is the state's second most populous county. Those ballots still to be counted include more than 54,000, pardon me, 54,000 early ballots still being processed by the recorder's office, 2,460 provisional ballots, 350 overseas ballots, and 750 problem ballots that may be missing a signature or for which officials need to reach out to voters, said Gabriella Cazares Kelly, the Pima County recorder. Constance Hargrove, the county elections director, said they have completed the tabulation of ballots cast on election day. Cazos Kelly said they expect they expected to tabulate about two hundred thousand ballots a day in a, a day in the coming days, and will post results six p.m. Arizona time, eight p.m. Eastern each day. Which means we should have some results that we can find in a moment. White House officially confirming Biden has spoken with Kevin McCarthy, but offers no details. President Joe Biden spoke by phone this evening with House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, according to the media pool. Uh, The White House offered no other details on the call for background. Biden said earlier Wednesday he planned to speak with McCarthy, who could be poised to become the next speaker. CNN has not yet made a call on GOP control of the House. Asked to describe his relationship with McCarthy, who is moving swiftly to lock down the votes to claim the speaker's gavel, Biden offered minimal details, saying, I think he's a Republican leader and I haven't had much of an occasion to talk to him, but I will be talking to him, I think, I think, uh, talking to him today. Alright, so, this is something else I want to talk about, because if you... Or, in, or if you or anyone you know is in charge of GOP voting in your district, or if you have any way to get a hold of anybody that can make changes to how you handle your votes, I'm just going to say it right now. Every GOP primary needs to go closed, and it needs to go closed now. But Rick, but Rick, but why? Maybe we'll flip some Democrats, and they'll actually vote for the guy, and it'll help. Let me explain, because this is now the, like, the third or fourth time they've done this to us. Uh, during the 2022 primary season, Democrats actively meddled in a number of Republican races, hoping to boost GOP candidates, who they viewed as too extreme, especially in the issue of election denialism, to win general election. All told, Democrats spent millions of dollars interfering in Republican primaries for Senate, House, and Governor around the country. The debate at the time was whether this was dirty pulled by Democrats. After all, they, and President Joe Biden in particular, had made the defense of democracy from those who would question it the centerpiece of the 2020 campaign and beyond. If Democrats truly believed that sowing doubt about free and fair elections was a cheap and serious threat to democracy, I'm sorry, deep, not cheap, definitely not cheap because they've spent millions of dollars trying to do it, then how could they justify spending money to elevate candidates who espoused those very views? That remains a worthwhile debate, but what is beyond debate is that Democratic meddling in the Republican primaries was, as of today's date, and does appear to have been, very effective. Hmm. 
Just saying. If we're really going to start doing postmortems and figure out how we move forward going forward and how we continue to win elections, we've got to start looking at making changes. One of the quickest, easiest things we can do is make all primaries closed primaries because then nobody can jump ship. They can stay home, but they can't jump ship. The other thing we can do is start taking a serious look at how we deal with the cheating factor. We talk about it all the time. We've been talking it to death, but nobody has done anything. I just don't know how we get to a point where we can go back to trusting our elections. I just saw somebody post last night, I think it was actually Cat Turd, who posted that at this point they felt more comfortable. Uh, actually, I don't even remember what what they said, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rick it up a bit. At this point, I would feel more comfortable doing a line of coke off of the back of a bathroom stool in Tijuana as opposed to trusting that I wouldn't die than I would trusting our election integrity. Because we don't have any. Today proves it. You still have county after county after county that haven't even been counted yet. This is stupid. We live in one of the, well, we did, live in one of the most prosperous countries on the planet, and we can't even figure out who our elected officials are, sometimes now until weeks after an election. We used to make fun of Florida for shit like that. Florida just kicked everybody's ass. So this is what I'm saying, and this is what I've been saying. While we're doing the postmortem, we need to look at who lost, why they lost. Drill down and find out why they weren't palatable to the people that were claiming they were going to vote for them when 75% of the country claimed they were unhappy about the economy and the direction of this country. We should have taken everything by storm to the point where I should have been able to be done broadcasting by 10 p.m. Eastern last night and they should have called 267 seats for for the Republicans and 57, 58 seats for the Republicans in the Senate and it should have been done. And yeah, I'm exaggerating, but it really felt like it could have been that kind of a night, and it wasn't. So you have to ask yourself, why in Florida was it that kind of a night? Because it was. You started looking at Miami-Dade County actually going red, and you're like, what? 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 what, what, If this holds everywhere in the country, they're done. But it didn't, and you have to ask yourself, why? Why? What did, they, what did they do in Florida that, that was done differently everywhere else? Where the message didn't come through, the, the trend didn't continue. Let me explain to you what they did. DeSantis actually fought back. He didn't just complain. He didn't just bitch. He fought back. He put the immigration issue, and so, and, and so did, uh, so did uh, Governor Abbott. But he put the immigration issue directly back in everybody's faces. He fought back. He did everything he could within his legal rights as governor to fight back. And he won. Not only did he win, he won decisively. This is the point that I have been trying to make. If the GOP wants to have a prayer of being anything relevant ever again at the national level... And staying that way, we have to start electing people with backbones. Period. 
we have to start vetting people to make sure that they actually believe the things that we believe and they will do the things that we do, that we need them to do, instead of just giving them lip service. Oh, it'll be all right. We'll get a better one in next time. No. No. I I don't, I don't know how we do it. It probably would require a congressional, it would probably require a constitutional amendment. I want to start being able to have a recall process. The first time somebody that we vote for goes completely off the reservation and just says, nope, that's not the social contract we made with them and they should be able to be recalled, period, full stop, end of sentence. Because we have too many people pretending to be one thing just to get elected and then when they get there, they become something else entirely. The problem is, unless you're really paying attention, you're not going to see it until it's too late. Then you have as I'm currently calling him, Crackhead Mitch, because he's not Cocaine Mitch anymore. That was a different timeline. I don't believe I ever actually predicted a red wave. No, you didn't, and you did everything you could to engineer the fact that there wasn't one. But let me explain to you why McConnell is doing what he's doing. First of all, they can get just as much done, as far as they're concerned right now, if they only retain control of one of the houses, because that blocks all of the spending, all of the BS, all of the drama... But it also puts McConnell in a very interesting place, which I believe that McConnell has actually discovered that he likes. He would still be the minority leader in the Senate. By being the minority leader in the Senate, he can rail against the other guys, fundraise like a madman, and still not have to really do very much. But this goes back to something that I've been saying for a very long time. We need new, fresh younger blood in Congress, in both sides of the House. Because too many of the old people don't want to work anymore. They want to keep their titles, keep their pomp and, pomp and circumstance, make their money, cut their backroom deals, and do absolutely nothing else until we start screaming at them that something needs to be done. Then they usually do the exact opposite or half of what we've been screaming at them to do, and then we give them an attaboy, and then they go back to the little corner and start counting their money or swimming in their money bin, uh, Scrooge McDuck style. And we're fine because for five minutes they did what we asked them to do. And at least we got something out of it. So at least it's better. The devil that we know is better than the devil that we don't know. And folks, just in case you think I'm beating up on you, these are things that I have said to myself over the years. But the thing that nobody wants to talk about, and I've been trying to say this, from the day that I started doing this stuff all the way back in 2009 and 2010 on a Facebook page, the problem that we have that nobody wants to talk about is you have the extreme right and the extreme left, then you have the establishment, then you have the center. You and I are usually hanging out somewhere in the center. The extreme right and the extreme left are the light, loud ones, they're the ones that get everybody's attention, but the ones that nobody talks about are the establishment. The establishment have taken you and me in the center, forced us into a nice little circle, and they're surrounding us. And they're surrounding us because both sides of the establishment want the same damn things. They want full control of everything. They want to be able to tell you where you should go, what you should do, where you should work, what, sh what you should own, or if you should own anything. 
when you should eat, how you should eat, when you should should sleep, what you should sleep on, what you should wear. They want to be able to tell you all of these things. These people started salivating the moment they saw everything that China was doing with COVID, and then they started trying to duplicate it here. That was the establishment, with Donald Trump as the mouthpiece for it, because he had no idea what was going on, other than knowing that somebody helped manufacture this bullshit and somehow it escaped out of China. He knew very little else and had no idea politically what he should do. So he listened to his advisors who pointed him towards Fauci, and as my, uh, one of my co-hosts likes to say, and I just saw her use this earlier today, we have now been subject to Fauciism ever since. Which is a nice little twist on the, uh, the word fascism. Because that's literally what it's been. Alright. We're going to go ahead and take another break. I'm going to still see if I can get a look at these other election stuffs that I've been trying to get a look at. Let's see. What do we want to play now? I don't know. Just because we'll play this one. Be right back. Guns and money. Hey! 
LRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and 10 blades? Your handsome ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors. We're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq, Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 
$1 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810. I wonder what it's like to know that I made the rain I store it in boxes with little yellow tags on everyone And you can come and see that while I'm done like to be a superhero I wonder where I'd go if I could fly around downtown From some other planet I get this funky high on the yellow sun Boy, I bet my friends are already stunned They're stunned Probably, uh, I don't have many uh, Matchbox 20 songs that I like. This happens to be one of my favorites. I killed it karaoke, just saying. <laughs> All right, anyway, we're, we're going to keep going. All right, so we have uh, another confirmed flip. So 
man, I actually kind of wondered about this one because I was I was looking at the breakdowns last night and uh, was kind of seeing it flip and muffle back and forth. Uh, but apparently, let me get it pulled back up again because I was goofing around on my phone. Because I was helping somebody troubleshoot something while I was on break, which is another reason why I played a few minutes of a song. Uh, where did it go? Alright. Still. Okay, let me see. Hmm. What are we doing? Where did it go? Anyway. Um, it was, it's, it's one of the Arizona house seats that actually flipped. Uh, O'Halloran lost his seat. It's been officially called. I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> I do love some of I do love some of these tweets though. Uh, this is from Chuck Cross. My toddler counts faster than Arizona. What the fuck is going on up there? Uh. So, yeah, Arizona's interesting. So, Arizona is now apparently the new Florida. Funny thing is, <laughs> Quinn Beck, who was uh, live at the time this show was uh, starting, uh, put out a tweet says, I never in, in my life thought I would be saying this, especially from 20 years ago, but why can't everybody be more like Florida? We're going to talk about that tonight on the Glenn Beck program. Mm, so, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. Illinois Democrats sweep local elections, do not have any sympathy for the people of Chicago at this point. They voted for this fiasco. They can live with it or not. That is according to CBS News. Um, which I, actually, that was somebody um, quoting the CBS News article. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, so, while we're getting into the, the whole, you know, Arizona situation... Um, Wait, was it anyway? While we're getting into the whole Arizona situation, why in the hell was it okay for the sitting, you know, person in charge of the elections to be on the ballot trying to get a hold of the highest office in the land in that area while still being the sitting person in charge of the elections? Does anybody else not find this just the least bit weird? Is there, you know, is, it, is there not such a thing as a conflict of interest? In Arizona, because I'm really thinking that was uh, that that could be a, that 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 should be a thing. Just saying, just saying. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. And honestly, DeSantis should DeSantis should start using that. So a new movement begun last night: the Mafia movement, Make America Florida Again. <laughs> Dude, I just, a after watching DeSantis basically cruise to victory to the point where he basically, he obliterated Charlie Crist, who was like the crypt keeper of politics next to Nancy Pelosi and needs to just go the hell away. Um, this uh, dude has now lost an election for all three major parties in the same place, I think. I could be wrong, but I think it's even in the same place. I just, I, um, so, I guess the question we have to start asking ourselves, 
you know, especially if you're listening and you listen, if you're if you're listening and you listen, if you are listening and you live in Pennsylvania, did you vote for John Fetterman? And if so, why? You know, it's I, I think I'm about to reactivate a call-in number just so I can start, you know, on the nights when I am by myself, start tweeting out specific questions and give out the number and say, hey, the show's going to go live at a certain time. If you would like to answer this question, please call in. Because I really want to understand what's going on in Pennsylvania. I did radio in that area for two years. Granted, it was a tiny little station, but we were on once a week for about an hour. And I really don't get it. Because from the feedback I got, at least, I mean, again, probably an echo chamber. But from the feedback I got, there's still apparently a lot of red folks in Pennsylvania. So how? How? Because I just don't get it. And if we're going to fix it, we have to be able to understand. that That's the first problem. We now have... Well, actually, really, we have three midterm... We have three elections in a row that just defy all explanation of anything that makes any sense. And the trend is only getting worse. I mean, at this point, you have to look at this. Fetterman only debated one time and failed miserably. Wouldn't release his medical record information. So... Every bit of conventional election wisdom that we have garnered over the last 20 years, a good portion of this in one way or the other, I've been a, either been a spectator for or involved in in one form or another, tracking how this stuff works and honing my craft to start being able to do this on a regular basis. And every bit of conventional wisdom that has ever been garnered about elections had gone out of the window now two midterm cycles in a row. And, or, yeah, well, I mean, technically not two midterm cycles, but the 2020 and the 2022 elections turned everything on their head. Nothing that, that, that theoretically was supposed to happen last night happened. At least not to the extent that we expected. Now, there have still been some changes that the Democrats weren't expecting. But they've done so much better than they thought they were going to do that now Joe Biden is actually considering announcing that he's going to run again. Will that hurt them in the long run? Will that help them in the long run? I honestly do not know. What I do know is that's kind of where we are. As of right now, we are still sitting at 207 Republicans, 188 Democrats, 15 total pickups in the House for us, 4 pickups for Democrats. In the Senate, 49 Republicans, 48 Democrats, with one loss, and that of course is counting Fetterman. The GOP had been uh, talking up there. Latino outreach, it realized itself in Florida. It's been less evident throughout the rest of the country, but still present. So we need to figure out how to drill down and make sure that keeps happening because we do still want to be a more diverse party than we have been in the past. Um, so, so just to keep everybody up to speed, 
Um, both Arizona and Nevada have key uncalled races as of Wednesday evening, and count counties in both states are working to count thousands of votes. Here's where things stand. In Arizona, Maricopa County, as of Wednesday afternoon, there were 400,000 votes left to count. Bill Gates, that's interesting, chair of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, told CNN Wolf Blitzer, or CNN's Wolf Blitzer that the majority of outstanding votes in the country are mail-in ballots. Uh, Pima County, as of Wednesday afternoon, that county had about 23,000 election day ballots left to scan, as well as about 400,000, or yeah, 40,000, sorry, early votes, uh, ballots, and about 2,300 provisional ballots left to count. Nevada, where it stands and why it's still considered uncalled, Clark County. Uh, County Registrar uh, Joe uh, Gloria said that results from an additional 14,718 ballots will be posted tonight. This batch contains ballots that were either uh, put into drop boxes on Monday or arrived via USPS on Tuesday. Election officials will also be uh, curing mail ballots through Monday. Curing is when election officials contact voters to fix mistakes on their ballots, like if information is missing. More than 9,500 voters had issues that needed curing. More than 5,390 of them haven't been cured as of right now. Uh, Gloria said mail-in ballots will continue to come in until Saturday, as long as they are postmarked by November 8th. All in-person ballots that were cast in Clark County on Election Day are already reflected in the publicly released records. In uh, Washoe County, the state's second most populous county, is still sorting through more than 20,000 ballots. Jamie Rodriguez, Washoe County Interim Registrar of Voters, said he uh, he said that sorry that while he anticipates a small update on where the vote count stands this evening, he stressed that a bigger update in vote totals should be expected tomorrow after election officials have had a chance to process thousands of additional mail-in ballots that will arrive on Wednesday. So, as of right now, these are the races left to watch. Arizona with 67% of the votes in, the incumbent Democratic Senator Mark Kelly is ahead of Republican uh, Blake Masters by 107,883 votes. Georgia with 96% of the votes in, the incumbent Democrat uh, Rev Reverend Raphael, Raphael Warnock leads Republican Herschel Walker by 18,043 votes. Nevada, with 80% of the votes in, Republican Adam Luxalt is ahead of the incumbent Democratic Senator Catherine Cortez Masto by 22,595 votes. So if that holds, that will be a flip, but it is still leaning right at this time, uh, at least according to the information that I currently have access to. Uh, Wisconsin, with 94% of the votes in, the incumbent Republican Senator John, uh, Senator Ron Johnson, I'm sorry, leads Mandela Barnes, a Democrat, by 32,879 votes. So if that remains in uh, the case, that will be a hold. Alaska, with 67% of the votes in, Kelly Tishbeka, a Republican, leads the incumbent Senator Lisa Murkowski, also a Republican, by 3,196 votes. So that one is Republican on Republican violence and doesn't really matter because it will still be a hold. <sighs> so in Arizona, what we have going on right now in the House. Let's take a look.
House won Arizona right now. Hodge, the Democrat, is in the lead 50.9% uh, to uh, Schwelkert's 49.1%. Um, as of right now, 72% of the vote in. Uh, next update. Well, actually, I guess last update was this morning. Uh, checking for updates again in seven seconds. Um, House 2, Arizona, has been called for uh, Republican Crane with 53.7% of the vote to O'Halloran's 46.3%. That's the one I was looking for that was a, that was a flip. Um, House 2 in Arizona has flipped. Um, House 4, still leaning Democrat with Stanton, 56.8% of the vote. Copper, 43.2% of the vote. Um, with 63% of the vote in, I don't know if, I don't think Copper, or Cooper, oh, I keep saying Copper, is going to have enough to, uh, to do anything with that. We, we will see. Um, so, but there has been at least one more flip in Arizona. So let's see where else we can take a look at everything real quick. Colorado was the one that I, one of the ones that I think they called super early. And apparently one of those is now back in play. Sort of, so I'm kind of curious to see if or how this reflects it. So let's take a look. That's what it was. Uh, House 3 in Colorado was called really early last night. At this point, Bobert is now in a statistical dead heat with Frisch. 50% uh, 50 to 50%. Frisch with a total of 155,579 votes. Um, Bobert with 155,506. This is with an estimation of 95% of the votes counted. Uh, next date, update on that one is expected to be in about another 10 seconds. So we'll come back and look at that one. So that one, which was called really early on, and is actually one of one of the 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 Trump uh, endorsed candidates, is actually still technically in play. Will it matter? I don't know because there's only about 5% of the vote left. And they're within a razor's breadth of e a razor's breadth of each other, uh, but I guess we shall soon see. Uh, yeah, actually, Mike, I was about to look at that one. A good catch in the chat. So let's take a look. Wisconsin. I think we mentioned that one earlier already, but I was going to go back and look just to be sure. Um, yeah, as of right now, the Senate seat for Wisconsin has been called for Johnson. 50.4% of the vote for Johnson, 49.4% for Barnes. Um, and that one has been called um, with 94% of the vote currently in. Apparently, the places that are left that remain still counted, they don't think there's enough to make up the difference between the two. So that one has officially been called. Um... That one, I don't, I don't, I'm ashamed to admit I think that one was a hold. If I remember right from talking to EJ last night, I think that would have been a hold. But at this point, it becomes a very important hold, so that's actually not a bad thing. Um, let's see, I wanted to get a look at Arizona, because I don't think I paid that much attention to the other race that I wanted to look at there. I just, I don't think Masters has enough to make it up. Um, I mean, we, we'll find out, because they only have, what, 76% of the vote counted? 
At this point, Kelly's up 51.4%, Masters 46.4%, but the total isn't as bad as it seems on paper as far as the spread. Um, Kelly's at 979,509 votes, Masters is at 884,191 votes. So the problem is there's a third party who dropped out but endorsed Masters but chose to do so within the last week before the election, and he's still pulling 2.1% of the vote. So if, as anticipated, those votes had gone to Masters, then this would be a completely different race. It wouldn't be quite enough to make up the difference yet, but it would definitely be a little push because that would put him over 920,000 votes as of right now and definitely make the spread a lot closer. Um, the interesting thing is I watched an interview with the Libertarian candidate, uh, Victor, uh, who basically said the only reason I waited so long to endorse anyone was because I told them I wanted to have a sit-down conversation with them and see which one more closely aligned with my ideals. The only one that I ever heard from was Mr. Masters, but by the time he called me and I was satisfied that he would be the, the best of the two remaining choices, I did drop out of the race and I did endorse him, but that was just a week ago. So, just to kind of let you guys know where we are with that one. And I don't know what's going to happen with that one because I just don't know if there's enough vote, vote left for it to matter. The other one that I want to look at real quick, though, hang on. Governor's race. See, Lake was in the lead the last time I looked at that one again. And it's gone back the other way again, so I just don't know. Hobbs is now currently in the lead, 50.3% to 49.7%, 953,783 votes to 940,716 votes. And again, that is with 76% uh, of the vote counted. So the thing that I, I don't think anybody's taking into account is the sheer magnitude of the campaign some of these people have run. Was it enough to get them across the finish line? No. But in what is still considered a, a if basically a, a, a swing state, which honestly, I Arizona has not technically been, in my opinion, been a swing state for a very long time, for Lake to show as strongly as she did, it does prove that there's something here. The problem is we need to figure out what that something is. Because it's not resonating with the entire country. You have pockets where it's like, oh, this makes sense to me. And then the rest of the country is like, are y'all fucking nuts? I don't know. Maybe we are. At this point, I'm still leaning towards, you know, buying Kalar and Island and moving everybody over there. Because I don't, I don't know. Just saying. So we're going to keep checking on this stuff. Um, Let's see. And I know this is, this is not going to be something that Al wants to look at, but I kind of want to. Sorry, Al. Uh, so, well, I guess, honestly, in Michigan, it's been a bit of a push. At least at the, 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 the federal house level, because uh, Michigan, they flipped house three. But then, they being the Democrats, but Republicans flipped House 10. 
So it kind of left us pretty much right back where we started from. I still don't really understand how the hell Whitmer won. And looking at this, the spacing, it was insane by the end. Dixon was down 43.9% to Whitmer's 54.5. That's just crazy. Absolutely crazy. Alright, we're going to take another uh, break. We're going to come back around for the top of the hour here in just a minute. When I come back, we'll have the lovely Aggie with us to finish out the last hour of the supersized Rick Robinson show. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Or if you do, make sure you come right back. Or not, because I'm not really your boss, but please come back. was in the army back during desert storm but even then he wanted an mba he looked at a dozen schools but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in iraq grantham university turns out that grantham's been delivering affordable relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years heck if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas Think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree, too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible, affordable, relevant. Call 800-910-1370. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, 
$100,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810. You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Mike, founder of DollarShaveClub.com. What is DollarShaveClub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high-quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No. Our blades are f***ing great. Each razor has stainless steel blades and aloe vera lubricating strip and a pivot head. It's so gentle a toddler could use it. And do you like spending $20 a month on brand name razors? 19 go to Roger Federer. I'm good at tennis. And do you think your razor needs a vibrating handle, a flashlight, a back scratcher, and ten blades? Your handsome-ass grandfather had one blade and polio. Looking good, pop-up! Stop paying for shave tech you don't need. And stop forgetting to buy your blades every month. Alejandro and I are going to ship them right to you. We're not just selling razors. We're also making new jobs. Alejandro, what were you doing last month? Not working. What are you doing now? Working. I'm no Vanderbilt, but this train makes hay. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're going to stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are DollarShaveClub.com, and the party is on. Not to be a backseat driver, but can you say for sure you got the best monthly payment possible on your auto loan? Could it be that you might have gotten a better deal by shopping the loan at a few places and have a lower car payment? Next time, before you go car shopping, visit Communication Federal Credit Union first. Our auto loan experts will find you a perfect loan and get you the lowest monthly payment we can. Communication Federal, your auto loan experts. Restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. In uncertain times, we could use someone to lean on. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma will stand by you with plan options to fit your budget. If you've recently lost your job, had a baby, or moved, you can still get the health care coverage you and your family need. Financial help may be available for those who qualify. Call 855-452-BLUE or visit hereforyouok.com to see if you're eligible to enroll. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma, a division of Healthcare Service Corporation, a mutual legal reserve company.
sonnet and do it all again Cause we're proud to be from God's country Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back in for the final hour of the Rick Robinson Show right here live on KLRN Radio. We are America's Podcast Network for the final hour. I am joined by a beautiful KLRN contributor and host in her in, of her own shows. She does on Tuesday night the Cocktail Lounge with Brad Slager. Uh, Friday night she does, um, he said, or, yeah, is it, is it he said, she said? Yeah, that one. Um, with Mickey Blowtorch. And she is also the resident bar babe on once a month our foray into what the left calls toxic masculinity and what we call being a damn gentleman. Um, she is Aggie Regan. Good evening, <laughs> ma'am. How are you? I'm doing great. It has been a really productive day for me, as we were discussing during the break. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting over the political fatigue. So that's, that's good. That's always a plus. I'm not. I'm still politically hungover. I know. I know. You're still fighting it. I'm still politically hungover. But, you know, I, I heard an interesting analogy because um, for those of you who don't know, I've officially cut the cord. One of the reasons I held off for doing it so long is there are a few shows that I really do like watching on Fox News. I don't watch Fox News all the time anymore. Not going to lie. Back in the day, it was pretty much always on. Um, I have Fox Nation, though. And there is a little Watch Now app on there. And I didn't realize at the time that that only worked if you could verify that you had a cable subscription that had a Fox app package that had Fox News in it. So I was all happy because for like the first couple days I got rid of Dish. I was turning on Fox for like an hour or so watching the shows that I like to watch. And then one day I went to work and left it on. Came back out and there was a code on my screen that says, Please log in and verify that you have a cable subscriber and then please push in this code. I don't have a cable subscriber anymore. So I don't have Fox News. So I've been watching all of the littler uh, news networks lately. been spending a lot of time on Newsmax because it's probably the most legit one that I can find right now that doesn't charge me anything extra. Also, there's Your American Voice. That one's kind of more of low tier, but still been kind of interesting to watch. Um, but uh, the other one, uh, thanks to Pluto and the fact that I actually do still have a Blaze subscription, I have access to a Blaze, but even if I'm, instead of going to the, the main app most of the time, I'll just go to Pluto because then I don't have to have an extra app on my Fire Stick because my Fire Stick's almost out of room for apps. Um, so this, this morning, <laughs> this morning, Glenn Beck had a heck of an observation and it's kind of, it's kind of what led me to start going into some of the things that I was going into regarding the elections we really are when it comes to elections in this country we're, we're worse than alcoholics because we'll keep going back to the same side over and over again like we're going back to the bottle and expecting mm -hmm. different results and we don't ever get them i mean every once in a while we do but most of the time we see exactly what we saw last night we either get just enough to eke out that our hopes are up or we get just enough to where we could have almost won so that we try even harder for the next time. And it's literally this treadmill that we're on. And at the end of the day, and I kind of I kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, and I don't, I'm, I'm so out of it right now, I don't even remember if I finished my thought. But I'm, I'm starting to change how I look at the electorate. You've got the extreme sides off on the edges. So you've got the far right, the far left. You then have us, which are the folks kind of usually more towards the center. But then you have the establishment, 
that are kind of surrounding us in the center. And at this point, they've basically formed a circle around us, and they're slowly squeezing in on us. Because the truth of it is, in the establishment, no matter which part of which party you're with, they all really kind of want the same things. So they are cutting off our access to anything else and slowly trying to take everything over. And this is what we keep watching over and over and over again. And if anything, COVID not only amplified that, but expedited it to the point where they got a taste of having nearly full control, and now they don't want to let it go. I do agree. I do agree that that's, that's pretty dead honest what happened. And it's interesting because I was actually reading a thread um, by <clears throat> guy named um, Peter. His at is niggledom, I think. <laughs> kind of funny to say. But he broke down why it was that Republicans keep losing and what they can do about it. And it was really interesting because I've, and he's not even an American citizen. He just watches politics because it's, you know, he digs it. So he watches Canadian politics and American politics. And I believe he's, he's from the UK. And he was talking about, um, you know, that obviously, you know, people do recognize what leadership is, but if they manage to like someone like Fetterman, that's something that there's an underlying thing that's going on. And it all leads back to fear. The Democratic Party has perfected fear porn. They really know how to instill fear in the populace. That's how they get their message across. Their message has nothing to do with logic. It has nothing to do with truth. It really has nothing to do with anything that has any kind of basis in law. It all has to do with fear. And that is how they get their message across. And because we are, let's face it, we are dumb animals as a group of people. Fear is a great motivator. And it really incentivizes people to become energized and do something. So um, he was saying that that is possibly their greatest asset and their greatest tactic is using fear in order to push their narrative, their agenda, and to make people motivated to vote for them. And he said that we have to do the same. The Republicans have to do the same. I mean, and, and, you know, and, and, you know, he made several points as to how they use fear and it doesn't, it doesn't make, there's no basis in truth on it. It doesn't have, it's, some of them are completely stupid. They're all lies and nobody cares because it's still fear. Democracy's on the ballot. That's fear. Republicans will take your rights. That's fear. Republicans can care only for the rich and will take from you. Incentivizing loss causes fear. Republicans are terrorists. That's fear. They will let the planet burn. That's fear. They'll put you in camps. That's huge. That's big fear. They're Nazis. They're white supremacists. That's instilling a lot of fear. That's driving a narrative. And it's all based on fear. And it's very, they're very simple. They're very, you know, very simple messages. But because they are cloaked in fear, they're very effective. And we need to flip that around and use it against them. We never do. 
when you start applying logic and trying to tell somebody, no, they're not going to do this. This is why you've lost the argument. They're not going to listen to you. They just don't. They just shut that out because their their fear factor is so high that they just they're like, okay, now you're lying because I know that fear is out there, you know. So they just completely ignore you and shut you down. So, you know, you have to actually go after them saying stuff like the Democrats are going to take your house. That's fear. They will let in terrorists into the country. That is fear. Democrats will let fentanyl pour across the border and it will kill your babies. That is a huge fear that we should have used because that one is true. You know, and actually, you know, the other two are true, too. But fentanyl is 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 not a political tool. It's an actual thing that's going on. And it's it's grave. And we didn't use it. We did not actually incentivize the fear of fentanyl into the populace in order to make them aware of the dangers of it. You know, Um, you know, another thing that you can do. Democrats are owned by China. Totally true. Uh, socialism kills, obviously. Socialist Democrats will destroy your freedom. That's obvious, and it's going on. And for the life of me, I don't understand why it was that we could not use that messaging and instilling fear on the actual things that are happening. A lot of the candidates didn't actually do that. There were some that did. And one of them in Texas actually won on that particular thing and that's the first time that that particular district went red and it it actually it's a district between Henry Cuellar's and the one that Maida Flores was running on and unfortunately she lost but the one in the middle she won and she won exactly on that fentanyl is coming across the border terrorists are coming across the border and she had and she was and she was just telling people it's like fentanyl kills people. It's not a political thing. It is a human thing and we need to stop it. She was actually doing that. And that is why she won a heavily, heavily blue area flipped red. And that's the first time it's ever happened in that area. So this young man was actually saying, you guys need to start doing the same thing that the Democrats do. You guys have the edge because you actually have proof behind what you're saying. They don't. And this is a guy over there in Great Britain just observing what's going on and he sees, you know, and he's actually very impartial because he has no, he's, he's got no skin in the game. But he is actually telling us, you need to start using that fear because that fear is valid. When you actually use fear with your policies, telling people the truth behind everything that's going on and use it in, as a fear tactic, it's very effective. And that's what we that's another thing that we as conservatives need to start doing. Well, I mean, I think in some ways they did. I think you're right. I don't think I don't think they pushed the fentanyl angle hard enough in most cases because they really should have. Um, I think also, though, most of the people that are running for office are automatically assuming that people are just as informed as they are. And that is a bad assumption. It's extremely bad. Uh, And we didn't have the greatest candidates either. I mean, we really should have had better candidates. And for some reason, we ended up in several areas where the candidate was not the better candidate. 
Well, I mean, I, I touched on this uh, in the first hour and a half that I did yeah. this. Uh, yeah, And that's honestly because we have a lot of states with open uh, Republican primaries. I don't know of very many states that have open Democratic primaries, and there's a reason for that. They don't want Republicans fucking with their elections. Well, you know, like I said, it, it Texas, and this is and this is one thing that came out of last night's elections. There were three things that I noticed that a lot of people did not. Ohio went red. Yep. You cannot say that that is now going to be a swing state. No. It's it's solid. Florida is so red as to be maroon. There is no there. there Florida is never going to be a swing state again. Well, At least not for the next twenty or forty years. Well, so the interesting, the interesting thing, though, because um, this is one that I've started seeing a lot of the data coming in for. At the national level in New York, Democrats did really, really well. At the state level in New York, they got their asses kicked. Yeah, yeah, and that and and that's another thing. People are starting to start to do it at the local level. They're starting to realize if we start at the local level, we can spread it far better. Then starting at the very, very top and then because it is kind of, you know, when you're voting for a U.S. senator, you're pretty removed from what's going on um, in the local versus, you know, federal. So but, you know, but the other the other thing that I did notice was and like I said last night, Texas went even redder than they expected. I mean, like uber red, like. Yeah. So red as to be like devil red. <laughs> it went past maroon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and this is this one a lot of people were not expecting and the Democrats are really really pissed off about it because Texas was supposed to turn purple, you guys. They really really wanted Texas at the midterms in 2022 to become purple, to be a swing state. And it didn't happen. As a matter of fact, it went it went so far into the red districts that, like I said, a district that was previously blue for God knows how many decades went red. And nobody expected that. There's only two districts in Texas that are blue. There are some little other tiny districts that are, but they really don't count because they're just cities. So, but... Um, and like I said, you know, Henry Cuellar, you know, he was winning and I knew that, you know, he's a Democrat and everything. But to give him credit, he wants that border closed just as much as Cassie did. So and that they were actually working together. And they when they did their little debate thing, that's what they talked about. It's like in this, my opponent and I are united. We need to have that border closed. Henry Cuellar's district is about a quarter of the the border in, of, of Texas on the Rio Grande Valley, about a quarter of it is in his district. So he gets to feel the brunt of a lot of everything that's coming across. So um, I wasn't too upset that he won because he does, he is trying to get um, that done. But, you know, they expected Texas to become purple in 2022. And the, um, the turf that was here trying to flip Texas blue and everything was extremely upset and extremely disappointed in Beto. <laughs> so, 
Pobrecito Beto. Can we just go back to calling him Robert, please? Oh, no. I want to call him Francis. Francis the Furry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, might, I might be okay with that. Yeah, I I don't particularly care calling him Beto because it just... It just doesn't sound right to me. There was a guy that was trying to capitalize over in California. He was running for some district or whatever. And his name was, uh, I think, Umberto. uh, And he went by Beto. Okay. Now that I can understand. The guy is Hispanic, first of all. And his name was Umberto. So that going to Beto, that made sense. But (laughs) Robert... Mr. I went to, you know, uh, a uh, he went to, I think, Westbrook, which is a, a boarding school <laughs> and then went to Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally Beto. <laughs> yeah. White dude pretending to be Hispanic is fun. Uh, I, you know, he I'll, I'll give him credit. He knows Spanish and everything. But, you know, living in El Paso, it's kind of like a defensive tactic. You have to know Spanish to live there. <laughs> I mean, I know Spanish, but I still wouldn't pass myself off as Hispanic, though. No. Oh, no, 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 no. And, and you know, which is really weird because my um, my boyfriend from high school, he's, uh, he's also polyglot, and he speaks Spanish very fluently, and he looks like a Danish Viking. You know, uh, so so a lot of people are kind of taken aback when he starts talking in Spanish. Um, but, you know, he he would never attempt to pass as Hispanic, nor that he could. But to him, that's kind of an affront. You're trying to learn the language. You're not trying to pass off as one of them. So um, for and and he and I of the same opinion where it came to Robert O'Rourke and what he was trying to do. Which was, you know, grift. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I think that's honestly one of my bright spots. Is at this point, in three separate elections, Robert Francis O'Rourke, or whatever the fuck you say his actual name, has wasted, like, millions and millions and millions of Democratic dollars, some of which were coming from Soros, and it makes me really, really happy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That that is one of the one of the good takeaways. I mean, this is a guy that was a councilman, and then he was a representative for that same district, District Sixteen, which is just El Paso. Okay, so it's not in land area; it's not very large, but you know they do have a, a high population in El Paso. But um, yeah, he was the state representative and I guess that was it and then he just decided to become a U.S. senator and he didn't make it and decided to run for president and didn't make it and decided to run for governor and didn't make it and now I don't know what that man is going to do but I'm very very sure he is not going away yeah probably not but no he thought he was going to be able to recreate the Obama syndrome and it didn't work yeah yeah and you know and it's not like the media didn't help I mean they deified him Every time that man was in front of something, they, you know, the halo around the head. I mean, it, it was very carefully done every single time that they took a picture of him in his blue shirt. Um, 
I, 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 I don't understand the blue shirt. That's the only shirt he owns. Or does he have like a, like a, like a an entire wardrobe of just blue shirts? I, I don't know. It could be, you know, one of the, maybe he's OCD. You ever seen somebody with like OCD when it comes to clothes, you open up their closet and it's like the same five, five, same, same suit, like 40 million times and they have to wear a new one every day. Maybe that, maybe yeah, that, yeah. Maybe Monk. that's what's going on with that shirt. <laughs> maybe that's what's going on with like, that shirt. The TV show. <laughs> Monk. I love that show. I actually just finished Me watching too. it not too long ago. I miss it. <laughs> uh, do you have Peacock? Because it's on there. Yeah, yeah. I I actually own all all of it on DVDs. And when they release the DVDs, the very last one, the case, it's upside down. Nice. <laughs> so all the when you put them all together like that, the last case is flipped down. <laughs> they did that on purpose. Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I I'm pretty sure the man is not going away. He has, I think he has figured out how to perfect the grifting for, um, you know, campaigns and such. I just don't see him running for governor again. And I don't know what he would run for unless he decides to run for uh, U.S. Congress in some capacity. But that's the only thing you haven't tried yet. Maybe that'll work. Do what? So that's about the only thing I don't think he's tried yet. Maybe that'll work. Well, he no, he tried senator. Well, yeah. I, I meant like both houses. He tried to run for senator and he lost to Ted Cruz. Um, maybe U.S. Congress, you know, the House of Representatives, but maybe I really don't know what district he would be representing because he has several homes all over Texas. All right, so I, I've got... <laughs> I found a little audio clip I want to play for a second because I want to get your reaction to this. Hang on just a second. I should be because they might end up being broke regardless. Um, What about the rest of the the dark interwebs that you look through? Anything concerning that you're saying? Yeah, look, there's a large portion. So like uh, the people who planned the insurrection still have their form. And they gave up on democracy a long time ago. And they, by the way, we should have factored this in a little bit more before the, before people started voting, I think. There is a large section of the Trump base that simply does not want to vote anymore. They just want to get violent. Um, and maybe those people didn't show up. Ben Collins, it's good to have you on, um, the expert on all of this. Thank you, sir. It's good to see you in person. We got a- So that was from our friends over at PMSDNC. Um, but yeah, that was Ben Collins, and I quote, there is a large section of the Trump base that simply does not want to vote anymore. They just want to get violent. I think he's confusing the Trump base with the Democratic base again, because they were the ones lighting shit on fire for most of 2020. And uh-huh. Summer. Yeah, and it, conveniently, they've forgotten about that. Well, they're trying to hide it. That's what they're doing. Um, I do not recall... Uh, you know, it's really funny. I had a falling out. Well, I didn't, but he did. Um, there was a young... Well, he wasn't young either. He's my age. Um, but... I had a friend who was on Twitter and he still is and on Facebook. And because I was not anti-Trump enough, I was not never Trump enough. He decided to sever ties with me. But he told me that when he moved to Texas, that the Trumpers were very hostile to him. And I felt really, really bad. And and I told him, I said, look, I, I'm not defending anybody 
I think anybody that attacks anybody else is is basically that's assault, you know, and um, should be prosecuted for that crime regardless of politics. You just don't. That's not something you do. And um, we. This is at a point where we were still talking about things and 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 everything. He went on to say that he's never been so treated so badly and blah, 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 and all this stuff, right? And I said, well, you know, I get the same stuff from the Never Trumpers. I am uh, called names. I am dehumanized. And I have been physically assaulted at the grocery store for having a red, white, and blue pin. Okay? So I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, then I went back and I reread that conversation. He never said that they got physical with him. So I asked him, I was like, were you ever attacked physically? You know, that kind of thing. He's like, oh, I'm talking about online, you know? And I'm like, well, you know, either way, it's still, it, it should not be happening. That, that, that's just beyond root and everything. And yes, there were Trumpers that were extremely hostile to others as were never Trump being hostile back, you know, and all that stuff. I, I, I know it, I saw it, it happened to me and it happened to others. So I get that. But this is a guy that started calling me a maggot. Okay. This was a guy that had been friends with me for eight years and he decided to call me a maggot because I was not never Trump. Now I told him straight out, I'm not supporting Trump. <laughs> I'm just not in the never Trump camp anyway, either because I'm basically, I sit back and I watch and then I gauge and then I figure out what, who I want to vote for or whatever. I, you know, that that's just the way my brain works. And, um, he started using that term. He was so vile about it that he took to several social media sites and would describe people in the vilest of terms using that term as well. And I'm like, who's dehumanizing who? And that is the trick that the left always uses. They need to dehumanize the other side. And that's when it clicked on me. This guy is not really a conservative. He wants to think that he is. He thinks that he's preserving the Constitution. But he's not. And I tried reaching out to him again and... You know, I got blocked for my effort. But that was, you know, that was very eye-opening to me. This was a guy who I thought was so conservative. And we used to think the same way until Trump came along. And then something happened. I don't know what happened, but he became so rabidly anti-Trump that he started dehumanizing those who were not as rabidly anti-Trump as he was. And that just, it, that was a, like a preference cascade. Oh, it, I saw it happening with so many people. <laughs> now, now that I have a check mark, I, I, have the, <laughs> I have the ability to change over to where the only mentions and notifications I see are from other verified accounts. That's kind of cool. <laughs> what? You can do what now? I can actually, there, there's, I have notification settings now where it says all or verified. So I can actually set my feed to where the only notifications or anything that I see is only from ver other verified accounts. 
You'll never see me then. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 I won't do that. But it's just, it's just interesting because, you know, the other thing that nobody's really been talking about because of all the election bullshit is, you know, um, Whoopi Goldberg, who was actually, you know, uh, supposedly still an A-list Democratic Hollywood star. I'm not sure how she qualifies as A-list anymore because since the last thing that I know of that she did was star in uh, a couple episodes of last season of Picard. Um, and she occupies a seat on The View. Has basically said she's leaving Twitter because she doesn't like Elon Musk. Um, because she doesn't like the people that are starting to show up and the ideas that are able to be seen. With the editing features you have is even an unverified on user on Twitter, you can actually tailor your experience to not see any of the shit that she's claiming she doesn't want to see. As a verified account, she also has the option to completely filter it out by switching over to verifieds only and then weed out the verified accounts that she doesn't like with block and mute. So it's not like she can't still tailor her experience to get it back to what she's used to. But these people yep, just, just want to throw true. fits. I mean, hell, Joe Biden was just caught on mic today saying that he actually may consider Elon Musk a threat to national security. I don't see how. I don't, I don't see how this man can be a security threat to anybody. And and here's one of the interesting things is once that throttle, that, that um, verification uh, thing was taken away and... In Japan, somebody said that they're not showing any politics trending. The only thing that's trending is anime and manga and, <laughs> and gaming. That's all that's trending in Japan. So the Japanese who use Twitter over there are now starting to wonder who the hell is pushing the politics then? And so it now they're wasn't. very, very, they're, they're kind of like, so this is what a true aggregator of trends is supposed to be doing what people are talking about. And there you have it. And this is what they did not want to happen. They, the, Twitter was a useful tool for the left. And I, it, that one of the reasons that they're so pissed off about that verification check mark is that now... I can get a verification check mark if I want to. And I don't have to give them, like you said, I don't have to give them my name. Nope. I just have to pay the subscription. And they're pissed off about that. And of course, you know, the glory about the $15,000 that some people were paying to get the verification check mark. <laughs> it's just, that was epic. I mean, I, I, I was, I want to say that I was extremely surprised, but I wasn't. I wasn't. If it's if it's a commodity that people want, there will be under the table dealings when it comes to it. So, I wasn't that surprised that people were paying a lot of money to get a verification check mark. I mean, I honestly was. I mean, honestly, when Elon first started talking about you know you can have it for seven ninety nine a month, I, I I honestly was kind of opposed to it. But then the more I started looking at it, I was like. You know, it, it's not only the verification check mark, which is something that a lot of conservatives have not had access to. Um, right. I also have the ability now to edit my tweets, which it's for a limited time. It's it's not forever. Um, it is. Yeah, they just give you eight, uh, like thirty minutes. Yeah, I was going to say it's different than what they originally said because 
Originally, they first started talking about, you know, you had like 30 seconds from the time that you had send to go and click on it. If you wanted to edit it, then at that point you could. Not only do you have that feature, so in case you check it, in case you catch it right away, you can stop the tweet from sending, fix it, and then send it again. You have up to 30 minutes from the time that you hit send to go back in and correct any typos. For somebody who tweets as often as I do and is fluent in Taiwanese, that's worth $7.99 a month by itself. Getting a check, yeah. getting a check mark at the same time when it pushes you, supposedly pushes you up further in the feeds, gives you access to, you know, early access to other features that they're going to add. I mean, honestly, it's 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 a money, it's it's a money added value feature to me. And the thing about it is, it, it it's one of those things. If I'm gonna if I'm going to openly try to push and support Elon Musk as the head of Twitter, the most that I can do is, or the least that I can do is help pay for making sure that he gets to stay there, because all of the advertisers are like, fuck this guy. Um, and that's one of the first things that I started trying to push. I'm like, hey, Elon, I know a lot of people with small grassroots companies that can't come up with a lot of money up front, but if you help us come up with a monthly subscription package and don't throw out all our ads, we will figure it out, bro. We'll get you your money. Um, because we haven't had access to be able to, to monetize on things like Twitter and Facebook because they, they wouldn't let us before. So if we can actually start getting our products and our ideas out there without the filter... Not only could he make money, so would we. Oh, yeah, totally. That would be so worth it just to see the left froth. I mean, seriously, it's it's delicious the way this thing is like. And, and it, the, the best part about it is like Elon Musk is not a conservative. <laughs> no, he's not. So... So the left is going rapidly after him, trying to paint him as one. And he's like, what the fuck, dude? I've never been conservative. (laughs) But he doesn't care. He really doesn't care. Oh, by the way, those of you out there who are getting Twitter blue and have the verified checkmark, you cannot change your Abby just yet. So if you try to change your Abby after getting your your uh, after subscribing to Twitter blue, you're going to have that glitch because I think that's that's worked in in order to avoid you impersonating Elon Musk or anything like that. Like what happened with all these celebrities doing it, you know? Um, so yeah, that was, that's something that um, someone said happened. <laughs> but I posted that gamer, uh, that, uh, that gamer guy, he put, um, he put out a tweet about what was going on in Japan. And I was like, and I'm really just going, I wonder if that's going to affect our trends as well, because I get trending stuff that I do not even see on the timeline, you know? And, And I'm like wondering, and sometimes I get trending stuff from Southeast Asia and I don't get that either. And I've even been to my notifications to my settings. I mean, Instead, yeah. you know, my area, <laughs> so that I can, so I get stuff, you know, in Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana. No, I'm getting stuff from Southeast Asia. So apparently, uh, making America great again is currently trending. So I'm wondering what's under there. No, he does not, Randy Quaid. You crazy motherfucker. <laughs> Three hours ago, Randy Quaid, Trump deserves a lion's share of the credit for the GOP success without his brilliant success in making America uh, 
great again. There would be nothing to compare Biden's and the Dems' magnificent magnificent failures on every level. Which that much is true. If we hadn't seen what the economy could do when we had somebody that was willing to get out of the way of it and let it do its thing, um, we probably wouldn't have seen such a stark contrast. What scares me, and I, I said this earlier, what scares me is if you take the, the, the top concern in all the exit polls, which is, do you feel like the country's going in the right direction? That was the top, the top question they asked in all the exit polls. Um, 70, 75% of the country, in varying degrees during exit polling, said no. And somehow we still really only had what I'm starting to call a, a red hurricane. Because it really only happened in places like Texas, Florida, and then it happened some in New York. But with New York, it was more of an undercurrent. So uh, the one thing that I do want to say, though, is now that there have been Republican inroads in New York, it, at the local level, if they actually fix what's broken, New York could eventually start turning purple. The problem is, now that they have Republican inroads in New York at the state and local levels, they need to make sure that they hold those people accountable and make them do the things they said they were going to do to get those yeah. offices. Because this could be a groundswell moment and start building from New York and start turning it. Because the other thing, and I think one of the reasons why DeSantis did so much better than anybody thought he was going to do is the other thing is, and I think the reason it didn't translate so much at the national level, is a lot of the Republicans that were in New York are in Florida now. They just left. You had the Snowbird folks that were already like, yeah, screw it, we're going to go down to Florida for the summer. Then at some point they just said, screw it, Florida's locked, not locked down. New York still is, we're staying here. And they, they never went back. So they started changing their voter registration. I mean, Brad talked about it last night. They were up they, they were up like 300,000 voter registrations in Republican in his area, and they couldn't figure out how or why because it was such a huge number. And I'm telling you, it's because a lot of the and, – and this is one of the things that I touched on this morning. The idea of swing states are pretty much gone. This is the – Yeah, one. that this, – this past election actually that, – that, that went the way of the dodo. I do not believe that there are going to be any more swing states. And – in 2024, if anybody on the news is saying, well, this one, this is looking like a swing state. No, don't believe it. I do not believe it for a second. I honestly think that's, that's gone. Well, it, it, well there's, a, there's a reason. So both sides have been scream, screaming about a civil war for so long and that if things didn't start changing, things were going to start coming to blows. And this isn't, this isn't the grassroots folks. This isn't the Trump crowd. These are the establishment folks trying to use fear to yes. galvanize people like like you were talking about earlier. They have mm -hmm. been screaming that we were headed towards some form of a civil war. People that started feel, feeling that that may be accurate have started voting with their feet instead of voting at the ballot boxes. They are moving to places where their ideals are more closely matched. And it's not just because of political ideas. It's economic. I mean, I know... The, one of the Christian stations that I listen to all the time, Air One Radio, was based in California from its inception. It's basically gobbled up a lot of smaller stations and become a nationwide network. And because of the, the oppressive policies and the oppressive taxes in California, they moved everything to Tennessee. 
So the same thing that's happening in California, where people are moving from California to Arizona, Colorado. Now, most of the people moving Colorado from California are more in the blue flavor anyway. The red folks are typically going more Texas, Tennessee. Um, but in New York, the same thing is happening. So, and I think, honestly, I, I think, and I'll, I'll have to see if Al has any way that he can start looking into this. I honestly think what's been happening in New York, because everybody's kind of tired of New York's bullshit, no matter what color letter they have next to their name. You got the red folks moving south. I think a lot of the blue folks moved over to Michigan, and I think that's what the fuck hit Al upside the head last night. I I do tend to agree. I've seen that um, the exodus from California has affected several states differently. Um, in Texas, like I said, we got redder. And I think the people that fled California for Texas were fleeing California's stuff. All of their taxation, all of the, you know, the, the restrictions, the everything, all of their laws and, and stuff like that. And they didn't want that. So when they got here, they didn't vote for that. But then you see states like Nevada and Idaho and uh, Montana and uh, Wyoming, where California transplants are going on, not necessarily leaving California, but getting a different home there or whatever. And they happen to decide, hey, we'll stay here. You know, we, we won't be in California. But they're okay with voting for the same type of policies that California is known for. And so you see them trending blue. And it's, it's, it's people who are not escaping California so much as they want to bring California somewhere else. Whereas the people that went to Florida and Georgia and New York and Texas that started turning things a little bit more red were fleeing those, you know, the consequences of California because they could not change California. Their, their vote really did not matter. So they went to a place where the vote would. And so I think we're, that's why I don't think that there's going to be any more swing states. I mean, and, and again, it's kind of what I touched on this morning. Red states are becoming redder. Blue states are becoming bluer because even in places that have been predominantly blue strongholds, even they're getting tired of some of the oppressive BS. So they're starting to move to places that are slightly less restrictive but still align with their policies and their preferences. So you are seeing slowly but surely people are starting to do what usually happens when you feel like you don't have any other recourse and people are starting to vote with their feet. Um, and I think, I, I think that is a, a, a vast accounting for what happened with DeSantis last night, but it's not just that. I mean, I don't, I don't want to take the credit away from DeSantis. DeSantis has been a master with, with running Florida. To the point where he stood up to the behemoth Disney and everybody thought he was done like five seconds after he basically said fuck Disney in nice terms. Um, they're like, oh my god, that's it, he's done. And he's still here. Not only is he still here, and this is something that I tried to point out to everybody who says, you know, Donald Trump should get most of the credit for this, Donald Trump should do this. You people are delusional at this point. Let me explain to you why. And this, is, this isn't to piss you off. I'm sorry it's probably going to. But this isn't to piss you off. This is to make you understand how wrong you are. Donald Trump basically not only completely disowned 
but turned his back on the governor of Georgia last term. He's still here. Not only is he right. still here, the same he now he won by nine points last night. Donald Trump called out DeSantis three days before the election and basically said, "You suck." DeSantis won by 20 points. Everybody thinks Donald Trump has this huge gravitas. He really doesn't because he's too busy shooting himself in the foot because he's always got to be the center of attention. He used to joke that he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and people would still vote for him. The running joke now is the guy can shoot himself on the foot on so, in the foot on social media 20 times a day and there's still a core group that would vote for him. And it's not that I didn't like his policies. My problem is he cannot, when he gets in, when he when he makes up his mind on something, he can't get out of his own way because he's got to be the center of attention. The issue is he always had to make himself look like he was the smartest person in the room by making sure that he was surrounded by stupid people all the time. And that is a huge problem because the one thing that I will tell you as somebody that, you know, that actually does try to learn things from people you never want to be sure be the smartest person in the room. If you ever get to the point where either you're the smartest person in the room, it's time to change rooms because you're not going to learn anything that way. You're not going to grow that way. Everybody has unique ideas. That's why we do what we do here. You guys and us doing things together have taken what was a hobby for me when I first started it and turned it into a legitimate business model that we're starting to build on slowly but surely every single day. Because you make me better at what I do. Because I listen to what you guys do, and you guys listen to what I do, and we take ideas from each other, we bounce ideas off of each other, and we make our craft better. Donald Trump doesn't do that, because Donald Trump always has to be right, and Donald Trump always has to be the smartest one in the room, and because he's typically got one of the biggest checkbooks in the room, he always wins. He, he could be the right... Soros, you know what I mean? If he were just to stay in the background and, you know, help fund certain candidates and, you know, and motivate the vase that way, he would be so very effective. But you're right. It has to be about him. Well, 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 let me tell you why he can't can't be the right-leaning Soros. Soros does not get out in front of this stuff. It took Glenn Beck 15 years of doing episode after episode after episode before anybody started believing him about George Soros's dark money. Because he this is so true. Because he never let anybody know what he was doing. That's why. That's why you can't have somebody like Donald Trump, who actually has the pockets to do it, be the Republican and the GOP kingmaker because he's always going to want credit. And this is the part that pisses me off the most today, because if the red wave had materialized, he would be all over social media and on True Social and everything else. This is because of me. Now that it didn't, it's because of McConnell and it's because of McCarthy. I will say it's predominantly because of McConnell, because McConnell and Donald Trump cannot stand each other. They have never been able to stand each other. They do not like each other. I know this because I'm actually friends with the wife uh, uh, friends with the husband of the wife that actually ran Donald Trump's campaign in 2016. McConnell and Trump hate each other. Hate oh, each other. Uh, I, I figured they've, they've never looked comfortable with each other. So. But, but that's why as soon as I started hearing all the rumblings from you know people in the house talking about his knives out time from McCarthy, I'm like, why? 
McCarthy's the only reason that anything materialized even anywhere near the way that we expected. McConnell did everything he could to stop every fucking Senate race from materializing, except for the one in Alaska, which was Republican on Republican violence, and he only spent so much money in there because he wanted to make sure the Republican that would vote the way that he wanted her to vote would actually win. If he had taken a quarter of that money and put, put it in Arizona, there would be a good chance that we would have another seat in Arizona tonight, which is still technically in play right now, and is still leaning Democrat. Ugh. It is extremely frustrating, I, I, I have to say. And it's because we have people in establishment positions of power that are doing nothing but trying to shore up their own power instead of actually looking out for our best interest. The problem is we see it on our side and we try to call it out and we try to fix it. It doesn't always work. The Democrats are fine with it. As long as they get to keep power, they don't give a fuck who they kill, how they hurt, how they get there. As long as they're there, they don't care. And if you're not, if you if you think I'm talking out of my ass, please see Exhibit A in Pennsylvania. They just reelected a dead man to the state house. Yes, this is true. They did, and 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 the thing, it, it, he had been dead a month. I mean, <laughs> seriously, he'd been dead a month. And it's like nobody knew. They all knew. And they still elected him. Well, before, I mean, and, and this, he, he died before early ballot started, I think. So, I don't know. I mean, it's still incredible. Because early voting in PA starts really early, so I don't really know. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, so the other thing is, and I think this may be part of it, I haven't been able to get enough of the, a look at the, the raw information from. Uh, PA, but I would be willing to bet most of the dead man votes probably came from people just checking the boxes and going to vote straight ticket. Yeah. Um, mo- At least more I than hope likely. so. <laughs> because otherwise that's just, just <laughs> what the hell. I mean, so, so just to put this in perspective, and you have two ways that you can look at this. The electorate in Pennsylvania is either so out of touch that they put a vegetable and a dead man in the same races at the same time, back in into office for the first time and back into office for the other. Or the idea of electing a Republican is currently so unpalatable in that area that they did the same. So you can decide which one it is. And Well, I you know, admittedly when you look at Pennsylvania, the map of all the counties, which one went red and when which ones went blue, you can obviously tell there's a lot of red in Pennsylvania, but most of the concentrations are both Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. So those are the ones that always are always, always indigo. I mean, there's no way around it. But yeah, so I mean, you know, the thing about it is everybody thought that with all the lawsuits that were filed, it would be days before Fetterman got called because of the fact that he was out so far up in front by the end of the night. They did go ahead and call it because... There's a good chance most of the votes that are coming in, as far as the mail-in ballots, are going to float his way anyway. And again, my issue is, I know everybody paints Oz as an asshole. I don't know him. I've had very little, I've had very limited interaction with him during the campaign. The one thing that I will say left a completely just meh taste in my mouth, and it doesn't really matter because I don't live there was the only campaign ad that I ever saw from him was when he was grocery store shopping and talking about crudite. I'm like, dude, you're trying to get blue-collar people to vote for you and you're talking about fucking crudite. They've already turned you off. <laughs> yes. They've already turned you off. Lancaster doesn't give a shit about crudite. <laughs> they, they, they've, they've already turned you off, bro. 
If you're trying to get the blue collar folks, you need to be like, oh my god, have you seen the price of steak? Oh my god, when's the last time you bought a dozen eggs? That would have got their attention. Nobody gives a they don't give a yes. fuck about vegetables. <laughs> you know, and 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 you saw it, and you saw that on Twitter. Most of the liberal verified accounts belonging to liberal political people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez were complaining about having to pay $8, but not once did these people complain about the price of gas, the price of eggs, the price of meat, the price of anything. But they were bitching about having to pay $8 for for their verification. So they should have used that, you know, also to show people it's like they don't care about you. No, they didn't. There was there was so many opportunities and so many opportunities to use the same tactics that they use on the peop on on people to scare them, and we should have done the same, and we didn't. All right. Well, believe it or not, Miss Aggie, we're already back around to the top of the hour, and we didn't even take a break. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, but I got we got we got to start wrapping up because we got me and Orton yes, hanging out yes. for the last hour. So. That's. Okay. So, anyway, where where can folks find you? Well, you can find my unverified accounts over on Twitter at Aggie Rica and Aggie the Barkeep, and I'm also on Getter. You can find me Tuesday nights doing the Cocktail Lounge with my wonderful co-host Brad Slager, and who also has a verified check mark, and on Fridays doing he said she said at eight thirty p.m. Eastern with uh, the lovable Mickey Blowtorch. And, you know, the cocktail lounge is 8.45 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. And how about you, Rick? I have a feeling with (laughs) as much crap as I've been giving Brad about the checkmark, now that I have one, it's probably going to be incoming. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, anyway, uh, you can find me um, on social media platforms as at AddyRick73. You can find me pretty much any night of the week, especially here lately, either in front of the mic or behind the scenes here on KLR Radio. Um, speaking of which, we're going to get out of here and make way for the last hour. I'm still part of that last hour, so it'll be the Rick and Orty Show coming up after we take a quick break. want to thank everybody for tuning in for a supersized edition of the Rick Robinson Show. Not quite as supersized as I wanted it to be because we had a technical issue that ate up almost a half an hour by the time I got everything sorted out. But we did do two and a half hours with limited breaks. And here in just a moment, we're going to kick things off for the last part of the Chat Lives Matter night right here on KLI Radio with the Brick and Orty Show. Everybody say goodnight to Aggie. She's going to go, she's going to go do Aggie stuffs. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what that means. That means this show is officially over. What? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. This isn't over until I say it's over! Closing time. Well, that's great. This is fucking great, man. Now what the fuck are we supposed to do? Game over, man. Game over. Closing time. Time for you to go out to the places you will be from. Closing time. This room won't be open till your brothers or your sisters come.
love you, Oklahoma. What a great